Oh, I was on mute. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what's up, guys? This is Inside the North Side coming to you from the North Side or well, South Side now. Um, thank you guys for clicking on this episode. I'm very happy to have you listening to the podcast. So um, today's guest is a very special guest. This guy's a big deal here. Um, uh, please give a round of applause to Ozeal. Man, <laughs> I got an applause and everything, bro. I like that. Every, everything. So, uh, <laughs> welcome you, to man. the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's an honor to be here, Ulysses, when you reached out to me. It's always an honor, especially when I get asked to be on a, a local podcast show so i'm excited to be here man look forward to it the 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 honor's on me it's great to have you um i've been watching your videos and been following all these things that you've been post posting out on pod houston and everything for um ever since i started the podcast so it's it's pretty it's a real honor to have you on you know because you're such a big deal really so (laughs) big deal man i don't know if i'm a big deal but i you know i receive it man i think uh you know, it's it's been really exciting ever since I started Pod Houston just to see it grow as, as a, one of the fastest growing communities in, in the U.S. And then seeing local podcasters emerge from you know all walks, coming in, joining into the group, and and doing their thing and, and supporting the movement. So uh, yeah, man, just thank you for being a part of the Pod Houston community first and foremost. So I'm really really looking forward to digging into the trenches and going inside. The, what is it inside the north side? Inside the north inside side. The south side. So does that mean you're going to change it now, man? What's no, going on here? I, <laughs> I've had a lot of people ask me that. Um, I originally came up with the name because I'm from the north side of Houston, you know, 45 and all that area. Um, right but I recently moved in with my girlfriend over here to, I guess you can say the south side of, of Houston, closer to downtown. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to change the name, but... Um, North side is home, man. You can't change it. <laughs> of course not. But I was thinking of uh, trying to trademark both the names. So then I have both of them for myself. So nobody can there use you go. them. <laughs> Smart. Smart. But um, yeah. So um, you were talking about Pod Houston. You guys were actually at Comic Palooza this year, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. We represented, man, for sure. That was a lot of fun. That was our first time. We were supposed to do it last year. And then, of course, due to the pandemic, um, the event didn't happen. But this year, we were fortunate and honored to be a part of the and have our official panel at Comic Palooza, which was a lot of fun, man. It was a great turnout. Um, it was actually the first time I actually went to a Comic Palooza. I went about six or seven years ago. My band at the time, we were asked to perform there, but we were in a different section of the event. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun and cool just to be a part of the event and then just see the people come out and support and uh, seeing all the costumes and just just really getting that that energy from everybody. And of course, the, the panel was amazing. It was it was a success. And a lot of people were, were checking out the panel and really enjoyed it. So, yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. That's great. So you were in a band before. Yeah, man, I was in a band back, <laughs> well, back in my rock days. Yeah, what was the name of your band? What did you, what did you guys play? Yeah, man. So the band uh, was called Ozio and the Ulipians. Uh, it, we were a live hip hop funk band. Oh, okay. So uh, it was a little bit of a Rage Against the Machine, Red Hot Chili Peppers with the Roots type of vibe. So yeah, man, we performed all over Houston and all over Texas and uh, had a fun. So I spent a lot of my my early. 20s mid 20s uh 
you know, touring and making music and being a front man for this, uh, for a couple of bands. That's pretty cool. I, I was also in a band myself. Um, oh, right on. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really go far, but we did a couple shows here and there, but, um, it's interesting. Okay. So how did what you, kind of music? um, well, we played, well, the first band I was in like Spanish rock, I guess you can say not really like right Mana, but more like alternative, like Bush and, um, some of the other okay. bands, but in Spanish. And then another okay. band, I was kind of more into like, well, he liked Bon Jovi, so he tried to go for that kind of, I guess, more rockish 80s flair. And um, it didn't really work out. But um, it's funny, we have that in common, how we were both in bands, but then we kind of went into podcasting. So how did it, how did, how did being in a band and transitioning to podcasting, how that, how that go for you? Well, do you see the common thread, Ulysses? It's like you can't you can't get the mic away from us. It's like transitioning from one <laughs> mic <laughs> performance into a podcast performance, which there's a correlation between the two. Yeah. So after the uh, the band uh, broke up, I took some time off. I took a break and was trying to really. I went through this whole dis- sub discovery on like, okay, what's next? Because music was all I knew for the bulk of, of my 20s, early 30s. And, you know, I really enjoyed performing. I enjoyed performing, uh, you know, being the front man. During that time, I had a movement going called District Soul Promotions, where I would book venues and I would bring on other bands that were of like mind, similar style. So I was very big into community even back then. And during that break, I was like, okay, what, what do I want to do? And one of the things that, that I always dreamed of, of doing, I always enjoyed broadcasting. I, I, love, I love this idea of interviewing people, curious, enjoying having these conversations with, with people that are doing their thing. And I was like, if I really, I really want to do something with broadcasting, and I, during that time, this was back in early 2000, man, 2008, 2009, I was listening to a lot of uh, entrepreneurial business podcasts. And there, there was two of them called, one was called Rise to the Top and the other one was called Mixergy, which I think Mixergy is still around. And I just fell in love with it, man. I was like, I, I want to do that. Like, I really want to do that. They were interviewing, you know, they were interviewing other business owners. And I'm like, how cool would it be if I would interview, start a show where I interview other creatives, other creative entrepreneurs. Uh, although I was a creative and, and being in music, I always had this entrepreneurial bug. Like there was something about creating something out of nothing. So I was like, let me just start a podcast. And so back in, I think 2012 was the first time I launched my first rendition of a podcast fell in love with it instantly uh no surprise and uh from there man i just went full steam ahead and uh and continued with podcasting and never looked back so what was your first podcast about what were you talking about on uh, on that one yeah it was focused on on helping uh, on sharing stories of creatives um it was really helping creative people uh learn the basic fundamentals of business and how to turn their passion into profit i really was um one of the things that I discovered about being an indie musician was, you know, I didn't quite know the business side of things. And that's where, where the term, you know, especially in our music world, you know, the, the struggling artist, right. You know, and it's the struggle because we don't quite understand the business aspect of, 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 you know, taking our music and turning it into a business. 
which is back then it was kind of like keeping it real, like, you know, we're, we're not going to succumb to the demands of corporate, you know, music and we're going to, you know, we're going to be creative and, and do this regardless of the money. And that was really my mentality back then. So when I launched the podcast, I, it was a hard lesson. It was a lesson. It was like, I want to help other creatives not just survive. I want them to thrive. I really want them to understand the business. So I would have conversations and interview thought leaders in the business world from like marketing, branding, um, you know, how to set up, you know, the, the legal aspect of your business. So again, it was all really tailored for creative people who are, who are looking to start a business and build a business around their passion. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For me, it was kind of the similar thing when I was in my first band. Um, I pretty much controlled the whole social media part so i enjoyed like making the banners and setting up the events for the for the mm-hmm. uh, for the venues reaching out to people and i i loved doing that so when i started doing podcasting it kind of was just like it fit like a glove so it was like okay i know how to do this already so i'm pretty much like a one-man band i just have to keep that mindset of promoting myself and putting myself out there and stuff like that you know so but that's pretty cool. I mean, so, again, yeah. I mean, to the to the point what I made earlier, Ulysses is that you know it's the correlation is there. You know, especially when you're in a band, being an indie artist, right? We're indie podcasters, mm-hmm. so you're really you know what are we doing? You know, we're building brand, much like a, a musician or a band is building, right? Um, you're building an audience, very much like a podcaster is doing, right? And then the last part, which is I call the I use the acronym BAM, B A M. And it's brand, audience, and then you monetize. And that last phase monetizes where musicians, like after you build an audience, then you can build products and CDs and merch where you can actually monetize uh, your, your creative. So I think it's very similar, man, to, to podcasting, which it makes sense why we would, we would end up doing yeah. what we're doing now, man. So I think it's a pretty interesting conversation. Yeah. So... After your first podcast, where did you go from there? Did you, I know you, did you start another one or were you kind of on that one for a while? So, yeah, man, that's a great question. So I started that and I went over, like I had about 400 episodes and then I paused it. I took a break and then um, it started going into a different direction and I took a break. And from there, um, I started putting together meetups and bringing community together. And then I restarted the podcast, but uh, I, I felt like I wanted to go in a different direction. So immediately I was like, okay, let me just take a break and just focus on building community. And one of the things, Ulysses, that I'm very passionate about along with podcasting is, is teaching. I have a heart of a teacher. I love teaching. I love helping other creatives, other artists like yourself, uh, be able to do the thing that I'm doing and helping them with with strategy and, and helping them through the lessons that I've learned in the past. So yeah, man, after, after the podcast kind of ended, I went more into a teacher mode mm-hmm. and it was more like, okay, cool. I've, I've got experience doing this. You know, I've been in the trenches. I know what it's like to fail at a podcast. I know what it's like to succeed at a podcast. The first podcast got a million downloads. Wow. Um, so I was able to garner and, and, and hit some pretty major milestones with the podcast. And so there was a lot of things. I said, okay, well, let me, let me just teach others to do this thing. And uh, which leads me to, to where, what I'm doing today. That's great. And you said a million downloads. Yes, sir. That's, yeah, man. That's, it it that's didn't happen overnight. Big, yeah, it was, that's it, massive. It's massive. It yeah, is. it's pretty I massive. Mean, and, uh, 
for sure. I so mean, it took a lot of time, man. A lot, a lot of hard work and dedication. It didn't happen. I think for the first two years, I want to say maybe a year and a half, it was barely, you know, um, I was making about maybe about a two to, th- yeah, what about two to 3000 downloads a month. And then from there, uh, what really helped me was I started getting higher profile guests on the podcast. And of course, when they were sharing on Twitter, um, you know, I was able to to piggyback off their audience and then their audience really dug into the content and uh, became fans. And, and that's how the podcast really exponentially grew. So it caught fire. Then boom, there we go. Pretty much, man. I, that's I how love it is, seeing right? that. Uh, it's happened to me before. I've had certain guests um, who shared it and then it just kind of caught fire. Um, I don't know if you know who she is, but um, Grizzy, she is a... Um, she she calls herself the Hood News. She's she's here in the Houston the, the Houston local area, and what she does is um, she reports the Hood News, you know things that ABC thirteen and Fox and, and and CBS don't report. So she'll go on Facebook with her little microphone and she'll go into um, the Hood areas of Houston and report the news. And um, I had her on recently. I think I don't know if it was no, two seasons ago, and. Um, she has a really great story. And as soon as she went live, cause she used to go, she goes live on Facebook. She mentions me and it just like that. She got like a hundred people follow me on my Facebook. There was like a hundred something listens on their episode. People were following me on Instagram. And, um, I was like, wow, that's, it's crazy how something like that would catch on fire. So, so fast from somebody who they respect and listen to and stuff like that. So that's a cool concept, by the way. Hood news. I like that. Man. Yeah, and very, it, very cool. Um, it's funny because a lot of the things that she reports ends up on the news maybe like two, three days later. And there's this whole dispute that she has with uh, some of the news anchors who um, will snoop <laughs> on her, her Instagram and be like, okay, what can we get now? Because, you know, I guess the news is slow because everybody's reporting kind of the same thing. So they need something new. So she has like this thing going on with these people on ABC 13 that they're snooping around her <laughs> Instagram page. because trying, she trying, has, to steal, trying to steal her stories, man. Look at that. She has that so much influence. It's, it's crazy. For sure. Yeah. So you said that you were kind of going in a new direction with your new podcast, that you were more in a teacher mode, I guess. Um, so that was the, this is the one that said no uh, attention needed, right? Or is this? this, this yeah. Like, no permission needed. There yeah. we go, no permission. I'm sorry about that. Um, where did you come up with that name? It was uh, through a book uh, by one of my favorite marketing uh, authors, thought leaders. And he, and he says there was a line where he says, uh, you know, give yourself permission to do the thing that you love in life, that we only have one at bat. And give yourself permission. And that, that right there was a, like a powerful, profound statement. And I was like, man, no permission needed. That's it. Like that, that to me, that sounded dope. And I was like, that was a... It was a, the name of the podcast, but it was more of a declaration. Mm-hmm. It was a declaration for for my people, for our tribe, to be able to say, like, so we don't need permission to be able to, you know, create a ruckus and for us to make a dent in the world. And uh, so that's where that's what inspired me. When was uh, that that particular statement? That's a pretty good name. I like that name actually. Thank you, man. Thank you. It's actually on hiatus right now, and I'm um, I'm right now trying to figure out whether or not I'm going to relaunch it and keep the name or uh, just start a new podcast that I've been kind of kicking around in my head for quite some time. That's a little bit more kind of free flowing, a little bit more general. 
Um, it's not as niche as a, as No Perdicionita was. But uh, so anyways, it's, it's a great title. It's one of those where it's like, man, I want to relaunch it because it's such a great title. Like it's such a great name. But also at the same time, I know how to let go sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. We can't we can't grow unless we let go sometimes. And so that's where I'm at with the podcast. But yeah, it's such a such a great title. I love it. So you were saying that starting over and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I have a question um, coming from your experience, you starting over no podcast. How does that work? Because for me, I wanted to start another podcast with some friends or wanted to start another podcast um, doing something else like music. Um, but I could never, I guess, find the time or feel like it's too much on my plate. How did, how did, how did you go along with it? For, for the, the last podcast or you mean for like, like my in, mindset? Kind of like, in, like your mindset, like in general, like, okay, I'm going to start another podcast. Do you pretty much take the same plan that you did for your first one and then I put it to that saying. one? Or do you yeah. scrap it and do something different? Yeah, man, the strategy is the same, Ulysses. I, I think the important thing whenever you start a podcast and for our, your listeners is, you know, you have to look at be very realistic. And, you know, obviously there's, you know, um, before a podcast name and a brand, I think you need to really ask yourself and be very realistic about your your time, right? Your lifestyle. Like, are you a father of two with a full-time job? You know, can you maybe not a weekly show, but maybe every other week, um, you know, or maybe you're a, a young buck who has a lot of time, you know, you're 18 years old and you have a lot more time uh, than anything else. And, you know, you can pull off, you know, twice, three times a week, or maybe weekly, or maybe even more than that. Or, you know, like your approach is seasonal. Like I, I always recommend that to my clients. I say, hey, listen, give yourself some time to break and regroup and tweak things on the show. And I think a seasonal approach is a great format to uh, to take. So one of the things I always ask myself and I always challenge my my clients is, you know, look at your lifestyle first and, and let's assess it. Do you have room for another podcast? Do you have room for a podcast, period? And then go from there. And of course, you have to ask yourself questions like, you know, who is this going to serve? Um, you know, is this who, who is this for? You know, I think at the end of the day, podcasters, it's self-serving, right? We're, we're, we're sharing what we love. But at the same time, we want to build a community and we want it to connect with other people, right? You want to build an audience. Um, and I think you need to look at, you know, the market listenership and see if there are people who who dig what you're talking about. And then looking at um, the purpose behind the podcast, like what is the purpose? You know, why are you starting the podcast? So I think asking yourself those deep questions before you even launch a podcast, I think it's essential to having a successful and sustainable podcasting journey. Yeah, I did the same thing. For me, like of course, like I was telling you, I was in, I was in a band, pretty much state of mind. Um, but until I started noticing podcasting, got a little more, got the hype a little bit more. Um, I was like, okay, well, yeah, I can do a podcast, but I didn't do it at like you know the next day. I took some months to research and look and say, okay, so what am I like? You pretty much said, like, what am I going to do? What is this podcast going to serve? What's well, who am I trying to reach and stuff like that? So with me, I like I guess telling about myself, what's going on with my life, but I also like meeting new people and interviewing them and getting to know them and building a friendship with them. So um, when I first started, uh, it was just kind of me solo. I did have some friends and stuff like that on there, but as soon as um, the second season started, it went into okay. Now let's get more people on here and let's 
interview them. Let's try to get to know more people and build a friendship and, you know, build like a community with the, within this podcast. So then, you know, other people in the local area can be like, oh, yeah, I know that podcast. That guy's pretty cool and stuff like that, you know. You said something, you know, whenever you do solo cast, which is, you know, doing just you and the mic, right? I think when you create a podcast like that, that's a great opportunity for you to build influence, but to expand your network, Mm -hmm. you know, going towards an interview-based show. And I think you have a a pretty good, you have a hybrid of both, right? At least as you do solo cast and also you do interview, is it just strictly interview now? Well, I kind of, well, with the first season, it was more kind of solo. Second season, I kind of experimented and did solo and then guest. And then I guess from then on, I started adding topics because I I loved listening to podcasts. Um, Some of my favorite podcasts are, you know, I like Bill Burr's podcast. He's very solo Mm -hmm. and, you know, he talks Mm -hmm. about his life and what's going on. I like Joe Rogan. Of course, everyone loves Joe Rogan when they talk about podcasting. And, you know, he has all these interesting guests. Nah, he's okay. He's okay. Man. <laughs> that, know, that's he, my own popular opinion. Man. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Oh, man. All right. He's, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Man. But, you know, go has, ahead, man. He has all these interesting guests from he does. Uh, doctors he does. And, and, and scientists and comedians and, you know. And then I also love the topic episodes that talk about certain things like unpopular opinions or music or stuff like that. So I kind of... May I baked this kind of podcast cake and added mm. a couple more ingredients, took out some things. And when I baked it, I, and it came out, it was like, okay, this is, this is my podcast. This is all kinds of different things that I've added to it. So. Yeah, man. I mean, I think it's, it's beautiful whenever you're, you just start a podcast that's fulfilling. Number one, you have to have fun with it. Oh, you know, yeah. you have to fun, have fun with podcasting. I think in my line of, of, of industry, a, a line of work that I'm doing now, I'm, I'm working with a lot of B2B, like a lot of business to business. A lot of businesses are now launching podcasts. So it's a little bit more strategic. But for hobbyists, you know, I think it's, uh, I think you have to have fun. You know, and I think that if you can't sustain, you're not going to sustain a podcast unless you're having fun with the topics and enjoying it. And I always, I'm a big advocate of, of branding and niching down if you can, um, just to, to clarify and build brand. I think you can build brand quicker that way. However, I've been I've been on this philosophy recently about just people, hobbyists that simply just want to talk about you know beer and cars and and movies and and whatever and mm-hmm. I think that's cool too, man. I think there's room for everybody, and I think that's the ba- major attraction for podcasting. And reverting to what you said earlier, you said you know how you solo cast it and you were doing your thing, and then you wanted to have these conversations. And one of the benefits that you stated was relationships like now you have friends you know i was listening to your podcast with uh the eureka uh height brewery yeah um i forgot his name uh, yeah yeah so you know i think that's cool like for you to be as a podcaster have access to other business owners and some of the things that you enjoy you know if you're into craft beer you can you know interview the the founder of this your favorite brewery or or a coffee house or, or whatever it is you know even me like i would have I would have never gotten on the driver's seat of of my favorite top thought leaders in business or creative marketing back then. Mm-hmm. But because I started a podcast, I interviewed the person who inspired the name of the show. I, I interviewed some of the big names in the industry. And it was all because of the podcast. And the podcast is a relationship builder. And a lot of people don't look at that, whether you're starting it for your business to market your business and services, or you're an influencer and you just want to expand your, your influence. 
Uh, podcasting is a great vehicle because the voice is powerful, man. And it's an intimate uh, medium and people connect deep with audio and listen to voice. Whereas video, it's personal, mm-hmm. but there's something about listening to someone in your earbuds that really deeps, that creates a deep connection. And I think you, I mean, you just said it earlier, how you just launched a podcast and now you have, have relationships. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, you kind of froze yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I think I, I'm, I don't know if I froze on my end, but you froze a little bit. Did, did you did you catch the audio? Uh, no, because okay. it kind of it fitted in and out. Okay. Are we are we good now? I think we're good. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're, we're good. Okay. Cool. But you okay. were saying, yeah, the, the you know, uh, me interviewing in Eureka Brewery and all my. Um, <laughs> I really give credit to this um, one of my friend, my friends from L.A. His name is um, Stephen Martinez, but he has a podcast called the Mega Man Podcast, and mm. um, you know he likes to interview a lot of uh, local breweries in the L.A. area, and I've had him on the podcast as well. And he kind of gave me that idea, and I was like, hmm. I was like, I like going to these places. I enjoy their product. Um, why not? put them on a on a stage you know or on this platform and show the people hey there's this brewery here in houston if you didn't know about it they have good beers you know they're in the local areas come check them out and um yeah i built that great relationship with them um it's really cool because whenever i see them they give me a hug hey what's how's it going hey come over here here's some um free beer tickets or whatever you know come bring your friends and stuff like that so i i love that relationship i have with eureka and i also have two other breweries coming on the podcast as well so um so so you you love the brews huh you, you love you I, love beer i i, I love beer i mean i'm not like a super beer drinker but um okay i enjoy their product but i also love that they're Houston based they're you know local they're local and one of the band um the bands <laughs> one of the breweries is um St. Arnold's that I'm gonna have on the podcast and you know they're that's big man they're right up here so it's like that's big let me start getting these people here <laughs> hello sponsorship what's up man sponsors come on man what's up <laughs> let me ask you oh, before I ask you about that I do yes. want to ask you about um what did I have well, I'll ask you about that. So sponsorship, how do I go mm-hmm. along with doing sponsorship? Like say for me, the only sponsorship I really have is um, Anchor. But if I want to expand my, um, you know, sponsors and stuff like that, how do I monetize my podcast like that? That's a great question. There's many ways to, to monetize your podcast. Uh, one of them and related to sponsorship is simply building relationships with uh, a potential sponsor. One of the things that I found very effective, and I did this early on, is go ahead and and create. So are you familiar with pre-row and mid-row? You know what that means? Uh, Do you know what that means? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Okay, so let me break it down for you and your listeners. So pre-row is basically, it's 30 seconds or or so uh, in the beginning of the show. So we say, this show is sponsored to you by St. Arnold's Brewery. So when you hear it in the beginning of the show, that's a, called a pre-row. That means it's a pre-row before the interview, okay? And a mid-row is the break, right? So we're going to take a break to week so we can hear about our sponsors, right? And then, you're, and then you hear a little, you know, sponsor break. Those are called mid-rows. They're in, actually in between the interview. So it's pre-row and mid-row. You will never hear about an end-row because it, people really sometimes don't listen to the very end. So pre-row and mid-row. And what I would do is I would actually find 
companies, businesses that I wanted to, that aligned with my brand. And I would create, like they were a sponsor and I would send it to them and they would be like, Hey man, that's really, really cool. Like, thank you for showing us love because number one, I'm promoting them for free. And my listeners were, were going on to and buying their, you know, purchasing stuff because I was telling them to come through and, and purchase and use this link. So I would kind of fabricate a little bit and, and create these fake sponsorships and people and got some attention. And what I would do is I would tag them on social media and they were like, yo, that's pretty awesome. You know? Um, and sometimes it wasn't so much like I would prime them as a sponsor, but I would promote them. Mm-hmm. I would promote them and show them some love. And then they would come back to me and be like, hey, listen, this is really cool. Are you open for sponsorship? I was like, yeah, absolutely. That's why I did it. <laughs> so I actually got a few sponsors like that. Um, I think, you know, Ulysses, for you in particular, local is the way to go, man. I think there's a huge opportunity. It's so underrated. And I think a lot of local-based podcasters are missing a big opportunity to simply just, if you want to sponsor, go to them. Go to your favorite local coffee shop. Go to your fake, you know, local uh, uh, dentist or doctor or brewery or whatever it is, and say, "Hey, listen, I have a podcast, and it's local, and it focuses on on Houston-based, you know, um, news and community and this and that." And would you be interested in being a sponsor? And I think you can pull that off, man. I think a lot of people are looking for it. Um, it's a lot less. It's cost effective in comparison to getting an ad in, in the, the major Houston press or publication yeah. or a billboard. Now they're actually in, in, in a local podcast. And I think that's something that's going to be a new form of advertising. And I think a lot more businesses are going to start peaking an interest and looking for local based podcasters to be able to promote their services. So I think that's a, something you should definitely look into. Well, they can always knock on my door because I'm welcome to, hey guys. you know, doing that. Let's go. Um, actually, one of the uh, local businesses that I did have on my podcast was uh, Pop Soap. They were actually at Comic Palooza. Okay. Um, they have a great product. I mean, I, I don't know if you... It's want- called Pop Smoke? Pop, pop, pop Soap. Oh, Pop Soap. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay. So um, when I walked into um, the George R. Brown, there was this, just aroma, this smell. And I was like, it smells so good. Pretty much, it, it's it's pop soap. So I have them on. They're very local. They're a brother and sister company who make vegan soaps. You know, there's no um, harmful additives. There's it's everything is just vegan free. It's stuff you can buy at your local shopping mart, and they make soaps and they send it all around the country. And it smells mm-hmm. great and it feels great on your skin. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's really great. Okay. Okay. You're, you're, you're talking about them like you're, they're a sponsor already, bro. Look at you, man. You're sponsored already by- <laughs> sponsored by popsoap.com. Listen, you know, and that would be something that you should you should definitely follow up on. You know, reach out to Pop Soap and say, hey, listen, I love your product. I really do. Um, I, I believe that my listeners are local base. I'm supporting local. Would you be interested in sponsoring a show for? And you could start low. You lease it fifty dollars you know, $50, $100 an episode, you know, and, and you can figure out different packages. You know, this package could be, you know, um, per episode. This this is if you sign up for three to six months. And, you know, we could talk about the later, but there's a lot of opportunity there for you to do that. And trust me, they would be interested because businesses need to get the word out. And if they see you consistently publishing content, dude, you have an influence. Like this is, this is going to be a great leverage for them to be able to try. Not only that, but it's distinctive, it's creative. And I think, uh, again, I think we're going to see start seeing more local businesses lean into local podcasts to be able to promote their their their, their services. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like you were saying, Products. local is is the is the um, 
the gold that they're not looking for. They're looking for uh, Pepsi. They're looking for, um, you know, all these big name sponsorships. But me, it's like I'm local. I'm from here. I would love to support my local people before I would support anything that's a major company. And, you know, we have a good relationship with Pop Soap. My girlfriend is a a vlogger, and she um, did like a little vlog episode uh, and review of their uh, soaps. And, you know, she got her own little... um, discount code and everything so we have a really great relationship with them and um i'm going to be i want to go talk to them but they're just so busy they always do these um, pop-up shops you know at carbock Mm -hmm. at st arnold's you know and they just they sell their soaps so they're so busy but they actually are coming up with the storefront uh it's off of washington on Mm i-10 so um that, that's a great idea. I never thought about that, but I will yeah, keep hit in them contact up, man. with them. Hit them up. Just just have a conversation with them and see what they say. I think it'll be a great opportunity for both of you. Yes. Um, I just forgot <laughs> the question I was going to ask you again. <laughs> um, but let's we'll, we'll come back to me. You, you, you got money on your mind, Ulysses. You got money on your mind now. Boy. <laughs> Something like that. Um, so, okay. So you were talking about, oh, there, I had a friend. He gave me a question. And okay. it's probably maybe a question you've gotten so many times, and I think you've done one on your your uh, your YouTube videos. Um, how do you build? How do you build a following starting off on a new podcast? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, starting off, I think it's first and foremost when you ask yourself who this podcast is for. Which I encourage if you're starting a podcast, say who is this podcast for. And then going on, I, I, I still use Facebook and I'll, I'll look for Facebook groups, right? Um, I will go in there and say, you know, if there's, let's say for, for comic books, like if I'm a, I'm a, this book is for comic book lovers, right? Um, I would go on Facebook and look, you know, different Facebook groups that are centered around comic book enthusiasts, and comic book lovers and stores, et cetera. And I would get into the trenches and start building relationships with the community, and start asking questions and start uh, even before launching the podcast. And when you launch the podcast, you say, Hey, uh, I, I launched a podcast centered around the thing that we love. Give it a listen. We'll love for you guys to support this. And if you have built relationships early, early on before you launch the podcast, when that podcast drops, there's a high chance that they're going to go and listen and subscribe and, and, and uh, share it with their colleagues and friends. So that's one opportunity. So I think it's just in the beginning, you know, as you know, you know, we have to wear back in the music days, you have to wear so many hats and marketing is one of the things that a lot of podcasters don't do enough. Mm-hmm. I think what happens to the, the mentality here is it's like, I want to build an audience. But when I look at there's two things, when I see a podcast fail, I look at these two key things. I either look at your branding or your, or your marketing. Those are the two. Those are the two things I troubleshoot. Either your branding is off, and the name of the show doesn't elicit what the podcast is about, or nor tagline, or your marketing. You're not. You're not getting you know deep in the trenches to market your show, and more than likely, it's it's sometimes it's both. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to build for your friend who's who asked that question, if you're trying to build an audience early on, it's really getting getting deep in the trenches of getting into the Facebook groups, getting into the communities, going on Reddit, really finding and getting involved in the conversations that are being had within that niche, that industry, building relationships, answering questions, and then creating content on a podcast that's entertaining, 
education, educational or information, you know, it's, it's, it's some good information for them. So I think it's going to be, uh, I think that's the way to do it. And then just, you know, using social media, you know, using live stream, going on social media and picking a platform where you can really share um, your passion for it. Mm-hmm. So you got to get really loud real quick. You know, the more you speak loudly and, and, and share your passion early on, the more likely you are to, to grow that audience. And uh, it's a lot of work in the beginning, but I think it's worth it, especially if your, your goal for our, our goal, right, for podcasters is to grow an audience. So, again, it's just sharing. The more you share, the more you show up, the more they will show up. Mm-hmm. Does that answer the question, man? Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, that answers perfectly. I mean, that's the same kind of, um, I guess, idea that I have. It's like I'm starting off low. If I want to build a, a, a relationship, a community, a, a following, I have to dig deep i gotta promote i gotta go live stream i gotta do facebook i have to do twitter i gotta do instagram i gotta promote and put it put it put it put it out there you know it might Absolutely. be a little annoying to some people but hey at least they're seeing it and then like oh you know let me check out his podcast i've been seeing it you know on my feed for like weeks <laughs> you know you got you gotta get loud man i think for example you know even if you look at like let's let's break down the psychology like some maybe some of the bands that you didn't like you're like oh man i can't stand that band right we all we all have those bands you're like oh my god they're all <laughs> over the place but and you're like oh how come this band isn't getting much much love or success you know if you really think about it you know sometimes that that band that you don't that annoys you is is out hustling and it's working and it's marketing and it's just simply turning the knob a little higher and becoming louder in their marketing. And I think that's, what's the same thing with podcasting. Just like you said, it may be a little annoying. It may feel uncomfortable for us creatives. I know it makes me feel uncomfortable sometimes to promote myself, but you got to do it. If you really want to believe in your show and you believe in the, in the guests that are on the show, you got to turn up the marketing knob very much like what you did. Ulysses, right? You, you were excited when you got me and you hit me up on IG and you were like, yo, what was going about to be on my show? I'm excited. I, it got me excited. I shared it. You know, when you give, when this drops, I'm going to share it with my friends and be like, yo, you, this is get a, a great podcast interview. You check it out. So, you know, using live stream little, Hey guys, I just got off the, you know, uh, a call with Ozil, man, a great interview. Can't wait. We talked about this, this and that. Can't wait for you to check it out. Boom. You know, little micro bites of, of, of content like that really build up. Mm-hmm. It, it compounds. And then, when the episode drops, now you got some muscle pushing forward. So yeah, man, marketing for any podcasters or any creators out there, you got to market, you got, you got to market, you got to market, 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 and put it out there. And uh, the more louder you get, the more attention you will get. And that attention will result into bigger numbers and subscribers, et cetera. I think you pretty much answered his second question. His second question was <laughs> the cheapest marketing methods to promote a new podcast, which yeah, you already talked about. <laughs> I broke it down, man. I, I covered it all. But yeah, you know, social media, just live stream and just using, you know, all the tools accessible for you to promote. And I think another thing too, Liz, is being a podcaster, a lot of podcasters, because we're behind the mic and normally we're not doing video, mm-hmm. uh, unlike, you know, YouTubers, you know, it's sometimes, we you know, we're shy, we're introverted and it, again, like I said, we're, it feels uncomfortable to promote, but we got moving forward 2021 and, and beyond the podcaster has to step step the game up and 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 use video i think video is is the future um it's it's here to stay it's been around that's why youtube is massive Mm -hmm. but i think for podcasters you know the reason why joe rogan is popular is because you get to see him 
do his video. So video casting is something becoming very popular. And the reason why is because people not only connect with your voice, but they also want to see a visual, right? They want to see what you look like. They want to catch your vibe. They want to see what you dress like. Um, so I think the the era of a personal brand pushing the podcast, it's going to be super vital, super vital for having a successful podcast moving forward. So for your, just to add on to what I said earlier, be more personal, like mm-hmm. build your brand behind your personal your personality. And I think you're going to see a lot more, um, more, uh, people following your podcast. If they see more of you out there, uh, promoting. Yeah. And it's funny because you actually, your video actually helped me because for the longest time while I was doing the podcast, my friends were like, when are you going to do video? When are you going to put on YouTube? And I was kind of frustrated because I was like, Oh, that's just more to add on to. But, um, I looked at one of your videos and you broke it down and saying, Hey, look, this is going to be the future. You know, this is what you can do to help out with your podcasting. You know, if you want to get more into the video aspect and to build more people into watching it, you know, you got to do video. You know, there's the cheapest way you can do this. You can do that. So when your videos really do help me out, you know. Thank you, man. That means a lot. You know, sometimes I do those videos and you see your girlfriend is a YouTuber. So when you create sometimes and even with podcasting early on, it's like, you don't know who's listening. You know, it's like, you're like, you see the download numbers. Like, I wonder where they're coming from. And you start seeing like the analytics. You're like, okay, they're listening from Norway and India and Mexico and all these places. Like, I wish they would speak up and, and give me some feedback and share with me what they're really <laughs> thinking, right? And think with YouTube, right? It's like, okay, I'm seeing the views. I know people are there. Not everybody's leaving a comment, but are they really listening? Is this resonating with me? And I think that's a, a, a great takeaway for, for any creators, for podcasters, uh, to know that you stick with it, be committed to your message. And just like right now, where you just told me, I mean, you made a confession to me saying, Hey, listen, man, I've been watching your videos and and, and they're landing they're, They resonate with me and they're helping me out. So again, you never know how much impact you're having. Um, so I received that, man. Thank you so much for, for being and uh, supporting the channel. It really means a lot. It made my day, man. I mean, thank you. Like I said, you, you're, you're a podcast coach, you're a teacher, you're, you're helping us out the little ones you know, tried to get to our goal, you know, and it's right. like I said, it's really helpful. So Good. thanks. man. I just pulled out the question that I was going to ask you before. <laughs> um, so how do you go along with getting, I guess you can say, high profile guests on your podcast? Because I, I am trying to get more people like like you, and some local celebs and stuff like that. But some of them don't really, I guess, reply back. How do you go with reaching out to them and getting them on your podcast? The work starts way before you reach out to them. Meaning that right now, if you're trying to, let's say, get in touch with uh, a, a local celebrity or a high profile guest, you you show them some love. Like you, what I did was I would go on Twitter and I would follow them and I would retweet, I would comment, I would go to their YouTube channel, leave comments, and I would be so involved in their journey in their content that whenever um i would reach out to them i'll say hey listen my name is ozil uh, i've been supporting you for quite some time i really enjoyed this one piece that you talked about this 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 and that uh, and by the, by the way i have a podcast uh it's it's centered around this i think you would be a great guest would love for you to come on promote your new book promote your new product or service you gotta you know you, you make it about them and then would you be open? And I'm telling you, Lisa, I, I never, I think I got maybe like two or three no's out of 100, really? 500 plus episodes that I got. Yeah. And sometimes they would say no. 
And they were like, well, it's not the right time. And then I will circle back and do a follow-up like six months later. And then I would get them. I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I remember asking uh, a high-profile marketer, um, you know, hey, man, how come, how come I'm, I'm curious. And this was like off record. And I said, I'm curious, why did you decide to be on my show? Like, I'm not like a big, big name. You know, I had, a, you know, some episodes in my in the can. You know, why, why me? Like, what, what made you say yes? And he said, because I, I remembered you. Because I remembered you tweeting me, answering questions, being involved in my community. And I, I felt like I wanted to give back to my community. And because you've been so loyal and you just simply just didn't ask randomly to be on my show. Because what happens is some of these high profile people, you least it's just like they ask them, but they know on you know, the back and it's like, oh, you're trying to piggyback. You're trying to grow your influence. Mm-hmm. But if you go into it genuinely, authentically and say, hey, listen, I really dig it, but they've seen that you've been retweeting and you've been commenting on their Facebook and their Instagram, they're going to remember you because the majority of people don't do that. So when you ask them, it's going to be more of a, of a your, your chances of getting a yes increases okay. because you've been showing them some love. So to answer your question, brevity is just get in the trenches and just start building relationships early on. Even if it's like, yo, I just bought your book, or I just bought your CD, or I just went to your brewery, man. Here's a here's a screenshot of me, you know, buying your new beer. Uh, if they see that, they will remember you, man. So when you come back for the ask, they're gonna they're gonna say yes, and and actually, it's worked all the time. All right, I'll write that down. <laughs> <laughs> it's recorded, man. You just go back and to that part. Uh, Good. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the idea I had. I mean, when I sent you the message, that's kind of something that. I was like, okay, what's the best, more proper way to introduce myself? I'm like, hey, this is my, I'm, this is who I am. This is my podcast. This is what I talk about, you know, because my girlfriend always says, just get to the point. Just give them like, hey, look, this is my podcast. This is the times I record. I would love to have you on, and this is this and that, mm. you know. I wish it was that easy, man. <laughs> but one of the things that, that you said to me, I remember, I think you, I think you mentioned in that email, like, hey, man, I've been checking out your podcast. It would be an honor. Like, it was very like you, you, you were. You were giving me props. You were like, yo, I've been, I've been supporting you. I'm part of the community. So you give, you give them, you gave me, for example, you gave me a lot of, of uh, would you say, leverage, or you gave me a lot of, of references. Mm-hmm. You gave me a lot of references to let me know that you are invested and you have been supporting me for what I've been doing. And to me, that, that was like, okay, that's genuine. That's real. You know, you're just not, you know, because I've actually, I get pictures all the time to be on podcasts. And sometimes I say, oh, Zio, we like no permission either, yada, yada, yada. And, my, and, and what I do is do this, 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 and that. And I have this new book coming out, which will help out your people. And, I, and they'll go on on these long pitches, Ulysses. And I'm like, what? I'm like, nothing, nothing about it is really, you just want to be on my show to high, you know, basically leverage the audience, right, for your gain. Mm-hmm. And, I just, and I, I just say, no, and I actually, I don't even respond. But if you come into it genuinely, Yes, get to the point, but also, you know, be genuine. I said that the relationship building happens way before you go for the ask. And I think if you keep that in mind every single time, you're going to get yeses um, across the board. So start building relationships early, man. If there's somebody you like, start building. And I would say make a list of maybe three to five dream guests mm-hmm. and then follow them on Twitter. And then just, again, show love, show love, show love. And say three, four, five, six months from now, you can be like, hey, I would love to get you on the show. Right. It works, man. It works. That's good. I like that. Okay, so I did want to ask you. So how did how did you start Pod Houston? I know you started at what about four years ago, correct? So what was the yeah, inspiration for you to yeah. start Pod Houston? 
So I was looking around and I was like, okay, you know, I'm all about community. And I was like, where are my podcasters at? You know, I was, I went, I went on meetup.com and noticed that there weren't podcasters around. And Houston's always had a pretty good vlogging community and, 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 a, and a good blogging community, strong blogging community. And I was like, but where are the podcasters at? So I decided, and I wanted actually, initially I wanted to help people launch their own podcast. So before Pod Houston, it was called Beginner Podcast. It was called a beginner podcast meetup. And I set it up on meetup.com. I organized it. I organized the meetup at Cafe Brazil in the Montrose area. And I was like, let me just put this out there. And people start RSVPing. And next thing you know, at the day of the event, we went there. And it was like over 20 people that showed up. And I was like, wow, this is pretty nice for a first meetup. Was not expecting this at all. Uh, because the marketing was was very minimal. You know, I just put it out there. I was just like, oh, let's see what happens. And they come to find out, they were like, yo, this is great, man. I'm a podcaster. And some of them were new and some of them were interested in podcasting. And then at the end, they were like, yo, uh, when's the next meetup? And I was like, oh, shoot. You guys really want to do this again? And of course, I was like, hell yes, I'm I'm, I'm in. I want to do it again. And they were like, yeah, let's do it again. So from there, uh, I was like, okay, this is going to be a thing. And I don't want it to be just for beginners. I want this to be a community. So I rebranded. And I was like, okay, let me rebrand it. And, And I came up with the name Pod Houston. Uh, to to uh, bring a movement together and, and to, to bring other podcasters on board. So from there, man, it was just like I would host monthly events at different co-working spaces, at different coffee shops, and it just grew, man. And our, I mean, we had some pretty, our meetups pre-pandemic, we were bringing about 40 to 50 people, 60 people per session and that's and consistently. And, uh, and then of course we kept it online. You know, we had the pot Houston group, which has grown to over a thousand members and our email list is about close to about 2000. Mm-hmm. So it's been growing organically slowly recently, uh, but organically, uh, early on. And it's just, it's just been amazing just to see it grow releases. And, um, so that's, I mean, it's been great. And we're hoping that once this kind of thing simmers down with this new variant, uh, that we can take it back to the live event, because although we've done virtual events, um, they haven't had the, that same effect, that same impact that our, our live events have. So uh, we're excited and hoping that this passes sooner than later and we can start doing in-person events again and start bringing podcasters uh, together in a room because that that's where the magic was happening for sure. Yeah, I've seen your your, your pictures that y'all post after y'all have the meetings and it's just like groups of people and I'm like, wow, oh, that's, man. that's really great. And so diverse. I mean, it was a reflection of Houston, man. It was, I mean, there were people from all walks. Uh, and even like some professionals, like lawyers and doctors, and it was pretty cool to be able to see that happen. So, yeah, I mean, I miss it. I miss it. If there's anything that I miss, uh, is is in person events. So, yeah, same here. It, it was kind of harder for me because, um, you know, I like to have one on one in person. So that's why I started doing Zoom, and Zoom helped me out a lot bit, a little bit more because it's like, hey, look, I'm comfortable where I'm at. You're comfortable in mm-hmm. your house. We can still do the podcast. It's you know, it it's not like, hey come over here and I'll give you, you know, the variant or whatever. So I, I tried to adapt with the times that we were in and said, okay, well, if I can't do this, like I was doing before, let's figure out a new way to get these people on. So, you know, you know so I'm not like sitting there with my thumbs, just like, how am I going to get more people on the podcast? You know, <laughs> they can't show up. <laughs> so were you doing in-person interviews? Yes, I was. You were. Whoa. Okay. That's yeah. the real deal right and there, mainly man. there were just, you know, friends and people who were doing local things. Like I, I had a lot of, um, I had a local event coordinators who do like underground music and, um, you know, I had Grizzy on and I had just some friends, family and stuff like that. 
But instead, I started going to other podcast people. That's when I reached out and was like, let's do Zoom and let's do this and that. Because, you know, they're in L.A., they're in New York, they're in, in Florida. So it's like I can't physically. I mean, I can physically go there, but it's like let's find another way to connect and still do this, you know. Yeah. Well, that's that's the, the beauty of podcasting. You know, it's funny that you said that you were like you were like the true like broadcasting boots to the ground type of interview. I when I started and the majority of podcasters, I mean, I was I was doing all of it on Zoom. So whenever the pandemic hit, I was like, ah, I'm, I'm used to this. This is like <laughs> I'm used to doing virtual interviews. So this was like an easy layup for me. Nothing new. But even when I first started my podcast back then, it was Skype. So I was doing all my like remote interviewing using Skype. And uh, but they're all remote. Like mm-hmm. it was all virtual. So um it was, it was easy for me. It was like no transition for me because this is what I knew. But when it comes to in-person, the biggest thing that was re- that really affected me was I was like, man, I'm so used to organizing events, like in-person events. And it was so much fun. And I'm like, so it was tough for me to get in to transition into the virtual events because I just wasn't feeling it, man. I, I did them. And then I was like, I just don't, you know, until this thing passes, uh, I don't know if I'm going to get back to hosting events. And I, we did a few, but they weren't as successful as our in-person events. Uh, so again, man, I'm hoping that we go back to in-person. And plus, like uh, interviewing like in person, that's the best, man. Yeah, I love it. It's, so, it's uh, better. You can feel you can feel their vibe as well, you know, as they yeah. feel yours. And it's like, OK, I get it. We're, we're more comfortable. Right. You know, this and that. So I, I guess right. I like in person. Right. It's, 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 it's more fun. Yeah, same here. So I was going to ask you, I have a couple of questions myself, but more on the, I guess, the negative side of podcasting, which I know Ooh. a lot of people don't really want to talk about, but. Um, Let's when, get real, man. Let's get real. <laughs> when, when is it too much? When is it? I mean, when, is, when do you realize like, hey, I should stop promoting myself too much? Because I have people who I know who will repost like minute after minute after minute after minute. And it's like you go to their Instagram page and it's just like repost from like an hour ago or 20 minutes ago. And it's like, okay, you know, I get that you're promoting. That's good. Like we said, it's good to promote, but when is it too much to promote? Like, you know, when is it like time to like chill out on that? I mean, when it comes to to promote, I mean, I never say it's too much. I think what happens is when the person who's promoting there, it's, it's becomes redundant and it's like the same old, same old. And I think what's happening is that, when it comes to marketing, you have to think of, you have to be creative. I think creativity is the X factor. You know, if, if you're promoting it, I would love for somebody to take this episode, like what we're doing now, right? Here's just an example. And for you to go like on IG, do a story, share with you, share with your audience, some takeaways that you got from this interview, right? That's one. Check it out. It's going to be episode, you know, uh, 58. Check it out. It's my takeaways. And that's kind of promoting it. And then doing like, like a graphic and then doing like an audiogram. And I think, you know, doing maybe putting something on YouTube or putting this on YouTube, chopping it up. So I think there's ways to repurpose your marketing efforts. Um, so I have a, a little pushback on, is it too much? Yeah, it's, it's too much if you're redundant and it doesn't get creative anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you're just posting the same thing over and over again, yeah, absolutely. And and people will feel that. And it's just like, you know, you'll be kind of like, ah, Jade, I'm like, oh, come on, I've seen that already. I'm not going to go and click on that because he's been, he or she has been promoting the same thing over and over again. But if they give you different angles and they're and being real creative, you're like, you'll give them the props still. Yeah. And it's like, okay, they're, they're in the trenches trying to market their show, but at least they're trying different ways to to uh to promote their their episode so um i think it comes down to creativity ulysses i think if you're creative 
I mean, I think it's it's important to promote. Again, it's it's like finding that sweet spot of like what what is enough, right? Where's that sweet spot when it comes to promotion? Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is that if you promote it, I think it has to do with time too, like being timely. I think you have to go like soon as this podcast drops, this episode drops, you got to hit it hard. Like you got to promote, you know, if you're promoting the same thing a week after that, then it gets a bit redundant. So I think uh, with podcasts and content, I think there's like a time span uh, where you have to really, really hit it while, while, the, while the iron's hot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, creativity is, is the way to go. And I think if we saw more people promoted creatively, I think it'll be a lot more interesting in, in marketing and really making an impact on the world. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, 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 that's great information. <laughs> yeah. So is that what you're saying? You said you're seeing a lot of, of, yeah. of the same I've seen, stuff, right? You're, I see a lot of people who post what don't the you same like? thing. I, I think it's just because it's the same, I guess, information that everybody knows. And it's kind of not, like you said, fresh. Right. Like for me, I try to, yes, I promote my, my podcast, my YouTube, my Spotify. You know, I don't really want to do it like every day i do it maybe once a week um mm-hmm. but it's but i do post new information that's why i love keeping interacting with my my uh, followers and mm-hmm. i do unpopular opinions i do hey this is going on with my day i like when i do my my instagram lives and stuff like that and there's some people that kind of just don't do that i mean they'll do the instagram lives every day but it's kind mm-hmm. of the same thing it's nothing new it's nothing fresh same thing with right. their instagram um product that they're putting out there right you know? so it becomes yeah. stale right yeah i mean I, w- I would challenge you you know i think you know doing it once a week is, is not enough i'll tell you that right now straight up it's not it's not enough i think you need to you need to put more into it um i always tell my clients you know every 50, at least 15 minutes a day 15 mm-hmm. minutes a day you should be promoting your podcast or at least building relationships with your community 15 minutes a day and i think what happens is that when people People publish your episode. It's like, okay, cool, I'm done. Like, okay, it's done. It's it's published. They share it on social media, on Facebook, yada yada yada. And then it's that episode is done, and it's kind of like in the can. And, and if people want to listen to it and, and backlog it, that's great. But um, I think you, I think every guest that you bring on deserves a little bit more push. Mm-hmm. Marketing, you know, think about it like a movie, right? A movie yeah. when a movie comes out, they're doing the teaser, they're dropping a trailer, the episode that the movie comes out. And then they're you know, they're promoting it as well, like the shows here, you know. And then they'll and then the the celebrities and the actors and actresses are doing shows on other late night shows. So that that same approach still applies to podcasting. Again, the strategy, even though they're in different industries and on, on mega stages, but it still applies to the indie stage and it still applies to us. Like you can't just say. It just came out. You can't just say the movie just came out. Check it out. No, like you, you, you got to warm them up. You got to, you got to warm up your audience. You got to let them know. You got to tease them. You got to drop it, and you got to promote it again. You just that's just the way it is. And I think if you treat every episode as a movie release, then you will start seeing more uh, traction for your podcast. And that's how you build an audience. You know, going back to like how do you build an audience? You build an audience by promoting it and letting people know that look, this is I'm dope. I'm really excited and passionate about this episode. You should check it out. And then if you don't hear it this time, I'm going to share, I'm going to give you a different takeaway and I'm going to mm-hmm. come at it, you know, come at it at a different angle for you to pique some interest on having you listen to it, you know? So I think we got to continue knocking on the door, man, when it comes to promoting, we exactly. can't sleep on that. For me, that's, I, I like, I like doing that approach. Like you said. So when in, like, say this episode drops, uh, that whole week, I'm just posting it, posting it, posting it. Hey, check this out. Hey, here's a clip. Hey, here's this, here's that for that whole mm-hmm. week. 
And then even if I have another episode come out that next week, I'm still promoting the one before and then promoting that one, you know, at the same time because it's like give them a little bit more respect. You know, hey, they right. took the time out to come on your podcast. Do the same for them and promote the crap out of it, you know. Yeah. Here's another little uh, a tip. Releases is, you know, find out because you're promoting the big episode, but also find out specific timestamps of the episode that really resonate with you. So if you listen to it and be like, yo, well, Zil really says something dope here. Like, this was a great thing, you know, that he said. I really like this is quotable. Or is this something like, man, he really, in this, in this episode, Ozil talks about three things that he does not like about podcasting. Now, now I can share that with my audience or Pod Houston to be like, oh, shit, what is, what is he saying? You know, so I think it's like being able to figure out specific key nuggets that you can pull from the episode to, again, market the show. You're still marketing it, but you're finding different angles and you're kind of letting the listener know, like, this is what really interest, intrigued me. And I think it's going to intrigue you. But this is specifically what he's doing. You know, this is an unpo- you know, unpopular opinion of his or this is uh, what he thinks about the net, you know, uh, podcasting. And this is what he thinks about the future of podcasting. Like, be very specific mm-hmm. in promoting the episode. And I think that will do uh, more in attracting uh, more audience to the podcast. I was doing that uh, with Headliner. I don't okay. know if you heard of Headliner where you can take like uh-huh. specific clips. And I, I was doing yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. for a while. And then I was like, this is too much. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to just do the old way I was doing. But I mean, Headliner does work. It's a lot of work. People, man. you know they listen to it and they're like what what let me hear the whole yeah. thing and see what you know he really said and stuff like right. that right right okay so um let's get to the um segment that i always enjoy uh discussing with my guests uh unpopular opinions now i don't have an unpopular opinion button which i probably do you, do should have, do you have a little jingle for that don't, i don't, don't, don't i need to <laughs> come on man let's go i know i know i gotta i gotta get on it uh so since you are a guest um I usually yeah. ask my guests, hey, give me three un- of your unpopular right. opinions. It could be about any about music, food, podcasting, books, movies, whatever. So uh, since you're our guest, you go ahead first. My God, man, there's so many. Okay. We're going to okay. So for uh, podcasting, I'll, I'll tell you one. For podcasting, uh, I, I, there's a lot. There's a, this, this thing that people are saying these days of just, just start the podcast. Just do it. You know, kind of like the the Nike mentality, right? Just do it. I, I don't believe in that. On the contrary, I don't believe in just just do it when it comes to podcasting. I believe before you just do it, you should take some time to ask the questions that I mentioned earlier in this episode. Who is this for? Who is this going to serve? Why am I doing this? And am I committed to this message before you even launch a podcast? Because you can pick up a microphone and be like, and go on anchor, right? And be like, boom, I have a podcast, but take some time. Like, I think there's some due diligence and there's some, some time worth spent. If you ask yourself those questions and really understand the strategy behind launching the podcast. And if you're an over analytical person, I, I get it. You know, maybe sometimes it, it, you just have to kind of jump in the pool. Right. Yeah. But I think the people that are successful are the ones that really um, invest time into in like really figuring out the strategy and why they're doing it. So, although there's a lot of people who just say, just start the podcast. No, man, you, you, there's, there's, there's some work pre-work into it. And some people disagree with me on that. People are like, no, I don't, I don't agree with you. I think that we should, we should go ahead and just, you should just do it. I'm like, no, I think you can, you sure you definitely have permission to, 
But I think take some time, take some time, I think, to ask yourself those questions. And I think you will find it a lot more fulfilling and a lot more effective when you launch the podcast. Exactly. So that's definitely an unpopular opinion there, bro. I mean, that's a good one because we pretty much saw it last year with the pandemic. Everybody was kind of inside. So a lot of people just, I'm going to start a podcast. So a lot of people bought the equipment (laughs) and did the whole setup and everything. And then they were gone within months and episodes so they never really took like you said took the time to say okay why am i starting this podcast um who is this for am i really want to do this podcast am i going to invest my time and my life and my money just put put this on you know yeah i mean it's huge man and i think that's that's something i've been seeing a lot uh, every single time I see a live stream and people are like, oh, what's what's the biggest piece of advice for pod- new podcasters? Everybody's like, just do it. Just jump in. Just press record. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that sounds sexy. And I agree with you. And, you know, being a creative and somebody who overanalyzes things, I'm like, I, I get that. But what I discovered is that it does take some time. I think it's um, there's a lot there's a lot of benefit in just really asking yourself those questions before you launch the podcast. So some people don't agree with me with that. But, you know. I, I, that's my I, unpopular I, opinion man. i totally i totally <laughs> agree with you hey let's for me like i said i like to research on things i like to make sure yeah. like what am i really getting into what is this really about am right. i really going to invest my time and i can pretty much say i made the great i made a great decision doing this i enjoy doing this i love yeah. doing this um like you said you use you usually suggest your your uh the people that you coach hey split it up in seasons give yourself some time to breathe right. because when i do episodes i'm, I'm not gonna lie to you sometimes i do get a little hectic and a little frantic and i'm like okay i gotta put this podcast out okay now i gotta promote it oh now you know and I, I fry myself out sometimes and i'm like whoa calm down you know no. this is for this is doing it for fun you know yeah you gotta promote it and all this and that but remember why you're doing this you know right absolutely and you're, I mean, you're, you're in, you know, you're in the trenches, man. Episode, you know, what, 20 episodes in. So, I mean, I see you, you're doing the work. I mean, obviously this is committed. Most people, it's called pod fading. Most people quit after seven episodes or so is what they're saying on Google anyway. And <laughs> you are definitely doing it, man. So oh, kudos yeah. to you for just sticking um, with it. Yeah. I think what, if I keep, I, I, I have like this little analytic. I think if I keep going, I think by January I'll hit a hundred episodes. February, That's awesome. I think so. So I'm waiting, awesome. I'm waiting for the one big uh, one big zero zero. So <laughs> big celebration there, man. We have to do that one in live in oh, person. I have ideas of who I would with crab beer and, and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and and I, pop soap will oh, be in the yeah. house. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I did an episode <laughs> like that for um, small businesses because yeah. you know last year small businesses were for you know closing down and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, well, hey people don't know what really goes into a small business and how these people put in sometimes their life savings to start this business of something that they enjoy doing. So that episode right. really did hit a lot of people in there like, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was really good. You know, I didn't know about these, you know, what goes behind the struggle and stuff like that. So. Yeah, man, you're doing it, brother. <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of you. All right. So, uh, my unpopular opinion, and, and this is about yes. <laughs> something else. Um, and I just posted this on Instagram, maybe like, maybe about an hour ago. Um, I don't really like. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna share away from what I'm saying. Pumpkin spice latte is trash. <laughs> the pumpkin spice latte is trash. Agreed. Here, here's a little <laughs> virtual high five, bro. Little little pound, boom. Oh, and the yeah. reason why yeah. I say that Overrated. is because I have experience as a barista. 
Um, I used to work at Starbucks and I used to work at a small independent coffee shop in the downtown area. And the two totally different, um, I guess you can say, lifestyles is Starbucks is more of like mass produced. Um, You know, their pumpkin spice syrup is just mainly just sugar. There's no pumpkin in it. It's really like uh, imitation pumpkin, not even imitation pumpkin. It's like not even existent pumpkin. There's no real pumpkin in it. Um, But when I worked at the independent, they actually cared about the ingredients that goes into their coffee. Um, They would find stuff that actually had the real deal, you know, like real pumpkin, real uh, vanilla, chocolate and stuff like that. But with Starbucks, it's more different. So that's why I say it. Um, because I, I've been behind the barista bar. I, I'm, you know, I was a barista, so I know what goes into both. You know it. Yeah. You know, sue me, but that's, (laughs) that's, Hey, I'm I'm with you 1000%. So as a coffee lover, a coffee house dweller, uh, what's your favorite local coffee house? Um, I haven't been there yet, but I do want to check out the coral sword. It's really, really just down the street. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, really? Okay. But okay. I've heard a lot of great yeah. things, and I know there's a, a podcaster meetup there. Uh, I haven't uh, yeah, been able yeah. to go to yet. I forgot what it's called. It's like Houston Podcasters. Hips. Uh, hips. Yeah, there we go. Houston, yeah. I know those guys. Yeah, those, I know those guys as well. And I know actually the owner. I actually, I shared the panel with, with one of the owners of uh, of Coral Sword. So real cool people. Yeah, great, great, great uh, coffee house, great vibe, and great coffee. Yeah, that's a whole little aspect. It's pretty cool. I like their little theme and stuff like that. Yeah, um, man. Shout but, out to Ming Chen, by the way, if you when you listen to this podcast episode, he's one of the co-founders. <laughs> I I know Four Ming Chen from uh, from his uh, comic comic book guy show that he had on AMC that's right. with his friends. Yeah. So when I knew that when he when I heard that he was a podcaster, I was like, oh, cool. And then he was actually there at Comic Palooza. I didn't get to see him or get to meet him, but yeah. um, I know he does go to the Coral Sword a lot too, as well. Yeah. Good dude, hardcore podcaster. Like I, I, I thought I podcast. Like I love podcasts, and obviously I'm teaching, and I've been in the trenches for quite yeah. some time. So I love podcasting, but I don't think I Ming Ching beats me. Like he is the guy when it comes to. He loves podcasting. I think that dude podcasts every single time he steps out of the house. So <laughs> I always tell him, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm I'm so jealous of you, bro. Like I live vicariously through you because I feel like you're you're constantly like a microphone in your backpack or in your back pocket, and you're always podcasting. So he's having so much fun with podcasting. He's he's the He's a good dude. Yeah. So yeah. shout out to me. Okay. So of course now it goes back to you. Do you have another unpopular opinion? Man, I was trying to think of something fun, man. Um, I will say this, uh, you may agree or disagree again. It's unpopular, but I, I, the, 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 uh, the prequel uh, of star Wars, the Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. I actually thought it was really, really good. I actually liked it, bro. I liked it, dude. I really liked it. And maybe because um, the anticipation building up to it, but uh, a lot of people hated it. Like, dude, really, it was horrible. All, all, all three movies were horrible. I'm like, I actually liked it. Now, probably because I felt like Darth Maul was killed off too early. Mm-hmm. And Darth Maul was probably the the baddest, one of the baddest, you know, next to Darth Vader. Uh, but I thought Darth Maul was one of the baddest villains uh, to be in the Star Wars, you know, saga. Um, was a big fan of Darth Maul. So anyways, I like it, dude. But apparently uh, some of my <laughs> friends think that, you know, they're, they're not they're not down with that opinion. So, they thought it was trash. What about you? What do you think of so that? So I used, okay, so I used to be one of those 
um, prequel bashers, you know. But I saw yeah. the prequels. I mean, when I was growing up, I mean, the uh, Phantom Menace came out in 99. So I was, yeah. you know, I remember the marketing and all the commercials for Taco Bell and then the movie drop. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. The, you know, I it's remember huge. all that. Um, but as I got older and I got into more of the Star Wars, the, the original um uh, movies i w- i agreed with everybody else yeah these prequels are garbage and blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> but until i sat down last year and i actually watched these movies again because you can sit down and watch a movie and not think but i sat down and i watched these movies all three of them and i was like i'm i was totally wrong these movies are really great and it's funny okay. because they kind of hint at what's going on in our world right now, like all these things that were going on in the Star Wars universe at that time were pretty much things we were going through. But like the story and everything, I mean, it's great. I don't know why people bash on it. I literally tell them, hey, look, man, I converted. The prequels are great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to do what you did because actually I have the um, the DVD series. So I'm going to have to rewatch them again. The third one, the last one, I didn't care for too much, but um, the clone, you know, the clone wars and all that. But mm-hmm. I thought they were pretty good. Uh, you know, I could see why people didn't care for them much. But the Phantom Menace, man, people were like, "Are you serious?" Out there, like, I'm like, I actually really thought it was good. So uh, yeah, that's something that a lot of people have to uh, fight with when it comes to uh, opinions regarding Star Wars. But I'm a big fan, so. Again, and you know, Star Wars fans on are very, Star Star Wars fans are very picky. You know, they they want a little bit of the old, <laughs> Tell me about it, bro. but want new. But then if you give them new, there's it. So I I know the aspect. You know, yeah. uh, so it, I wasn't really picky, even with the newer ones that came out. A lot yeah. of people bash them as well, but I was like, yeah, it's Star Wars. We should be very like thankful them. and blessed that we got I new Star like Wars them. movies. <laughs> they were, I, I mean, they were I decent. Them. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were good. I enjoyed it. And, you know, it doesn't also so help there it that is, you man. had three different uh, directors. So, you know, different right. aspects and different views of the right. movies didn't really all line up. So I, I can say that. So know. so much pressure, man. I mean, I could just only imagine what it would be like to be a director when you have, like, I'm going to say a community, but, like, true fanatics to where they're, like, scrutinizing everything you do in the character and you're not bringing this character and you left this character out and this is not the character it was supposed to look like. There's so many things, man. I mean, talk about, like, just instant criticism, you know? Um, it, that that uh, So I have respect to all the directors and everybody who's involved with it because it's one of those things where you're not going to please everybody. But at the end of the day, as a fan, like, I really appreciated the, all all the movies and i think there's something good about all of them that i really enjoyed so yeah I'm, I'm with you it's a lot of pressure it's not i don't think being a star wars director or being a being involved in the movie is a, <laughs> a, a fun thing you know you can't be clear of criticism for sure exactly and you know and i put another one of my unpopular opinions uh, up yeah, this man. week um but i think that toby Maguire is the better spider-man out of all the spider-mans that have been depicted on the cinematic i guess uh movie screens and a lot of people got me flack for that but there's a lot of people that do agree with me and for me the reason why i think so yes it's because it's nostalgic and it's because of the movies that i grew up with but it's also you know how sam raimi um portrayed his character and how i connected with him as a, as a young kid, you know, like he's a, he's a nerd and, you know, he has these powers and he uses his powers for good and he's a good person. He just wants to make the world a little bit 
better each day. And, you know, all these other Spider-Mans, they're kind of the same thing, but it, they just lose that that flavor that he had, you know, in the movies. And a lot of people were like, no, no, you don't know what you're talking about. It's just because you enjoy those movies. But that's how I view it. So I think Tobey Maguire is the better Spider-Man out of the other two. So I agree with that. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm with you, man. Okay. You got, we got two out of two then. All right. All right. We're good. All right. So, we're on board, bro. Uh, we're, 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 we're best friends now. We can go now and, and grab a beer after this. <laughs> All right. So um, we'll do one more. So one more for you, one for me as well. Oh, man. I don't know. Ooh, one more. Let me try to think. Oh, man. I'll, I'll, I'll let you shoot first because I need to think about this one. Go ahead. Okay. Um, where was I going? I know I had a good one. Um, dang. I'm going to have to. Uh, dang. I don't need. I don't. <laughs> It's been, <laughs> I used to have a list of unpopular opinions. I can't think of anything right now. Had, yeah, no. um, you know what? Let me see if I have some in here somewhere. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I'm going to say, um, and a lot of people might disagree with me, uh, Tex-Mex is really good. Okay? It's not trash. <laughs> yes. 100%. Come on, man. <laughs> I have one. I think um, there's a... There's, uh, Especially in this in my world, in this whole content entrepreneurial world, there's this mantra and a device that people are giving that you should be everywhere. Like if you're a content creator, you need to be on TikTok and Twitter and everything, you know, all the other platforms and YouTube and podcasts. And I believe that is not the way to go. I think that you should pick one or two platforms, really? stick with it, focus, and then that's it. So yeah, you know, contrary to what people think and some of these advices that you get from some of these influencers, you got to be everywhere. I'm like, nah, I think you should take to one to one to two platforms and then do it really, really well. I've heard that before. And it's funny because I, I kind of took that advice. <laughs> <laughs> I know, do too. I yeah. dude, I started a TikTok account and I tried, I tried to do all the things and I'm like, nah, I can't, I, I have just don't one. have the bandwidth. I have one as well. And it's kind of, I, I started doing videos. I didn't really do like, of me and my face, I would just post up the, the uh, poster and then just like, Hey, add music and this and that. Hey, follow me, this and that. Um, but then after a while, I'm just like, I'm just like watching other people's videos. Let them take care. Yeah. This is not my, this That's is right. not my media that I can do. That's but, right. um, you know, Facebook was one for me and, um, Instagram, Instagram is pretty much the biggest one for me. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm have to scale back on that. <laughs> yeah. With <laughs> the everywhere. Because then people can't find you if you're everywhere. They're like, well, where are you? Well, right. I'm here, 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 here. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's can't fit that doing on the, the card. Most. No. <laughs> too much. Too much. Overload. All right. So before we uh, close this out, Ozeal, um, can you please give us our listeners where they can find you, um, your YouTube channel, where your podcast is, and um, any links that they need if they want to re uh, reach out to you for uh, podcast help? Yeah, absolutely. So my social media tag, uh, our handle is um, at thinkozeal, T-H-I-N-K-O-Z-O on Instagram and on Facebook is really where I'm at. Um, please join Pod Houston. Uh, if you do in the search, uh, enter Pod Houston, Ulysses is part of it. Uh, Pod Houston community for, for if you're looking for a local podcasting community. Also, have another community that I started a while back, but it's called Vid Houston, V I D Houston, which is more centered around Houston vloggers and and uh, YouTubers. And um, Ozeal Media, OzealMedia.com is where you can get connected with me. That is my main uh, website for now. And that's where, uh, if you're interested in launching your own podcasts and need a one on one podcast coach, uh, please reach out to me. 
and uh, my email address is on there as well. So reach out to me and let me know that you heard me from this podcast and I'll give you uh, a, a discount on your first uh, coaching session with me. So a little exclusive for our, uh, our listeners here, man. You heard that. <laughs> Boom. Well, special. All right. Ozil. Special love. So before we close, um, do you have any, I guess, tips for me before, you know, we, we do that. So I know you've listened to my podcast and I know you, you've probably checked out my Instagram and maybe my Facebook. Do you have any, uh, advice or tips for me, um, moving along to make my podcast, you know, a little bit bigger? Yeah, man. I think I think you're doing a fantastic job listening to your podcast episodes. I think you have a great voice. I think you have, you're you're a great interviewer now. Being and being behind the mic and, and really listening to you and being interviewed by you, you have a great knack for conversation. I think that's your strength. I think uh, I would love for you to promote a little bit more. Um, I think that would be something that I would love to see. I think marketing is is a huge thing, and I think if you just market, you know, devote 15 minutes a day uh, to the podcast. Um, that would be something that would really help out. Also, I think, you know, I was looking at uh, Ulysses, uh, since you asked, I was looking at your description. Descriptions matter. So use keywords. So you have here Inside the North Side is a weekly podcast where my guests and I talk about almost everything. Um, I would challenge you to kind of refine a little bit more of the wording regarding what does that mean? I know you talk about sports and music, but descriptions really, really matter. And there's a humorous aspect about it that I'm catching from it, but I think it's something to where you can add your social media handles and you can add a little bit more meat to your description because those keywords are very powerful. And when people go on on Google, um, they're actually linked back to the description of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So for our podcast listeners listening, soon to be podcasters and you Ulysses, make sure your description is is packed with keywords. Uh, you should mention there Houston. There's no mention of Houston there. So you got to put Houston and use keywords there. Houston-based podcast centered around local. You know, use big words like that because that'll help you out in the search engine on Google. But this would also be great for distraction and getting uh, found on YouTube or on um, iTunes and all the other major uh, podcast dist- uh, distribution channels. So that's 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 some advice for you that I'm catching. Okay. So what would you suggest I put? I mean, just for your opinion, just just yeah. Because I would, I would probably just change it like as soon as we're done. <laughs> just like, okay, he said this is this. Yeah, do it. So, all right. So add Houston and add keywords. So then when keywords. they search up. So what kind of keywords exactly. should I should I add? I mean, just Houston, your, local. Houston. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, some of the people that you interview, you know, um, add a little bit more, um, you know, your name, you know. Inside the North Side, and we can talk a little bit more off air. You know, Inside the okay. North Side is hosted by Ulysses Ramos, and you know, add more and add more of your. Uh, you can add um, your social media handles and where they can find you. So just just make it a little bit more keyword rich, mm-hmm. um, and then add a little bit more description. I think that's going to make it a lot more to entice new listeners, right? Um, so I think this is going to be important. So yeah, don't sleep on descriptions, guys. Uh, make sure that your description is on point. All right, you guys heard the description is key. So matters. Yes. <laughs> All right, Ozio. Well, um, thank you again for being on the podcast. I really, really, really appreciate you coming on. It's a big honor to have you on. Like I said, you're such a, a big deal really to a lot of us local podcasters who are starting up, who are, are started that like, how can I make my podcast better? How can I make it bigger? How can I reach out to more people? You know, not just in the local Houston area, but you know, in Texas and in, in, in the West Coast and East Coast, you know, in the South, how can I reach out? And like I said, your work, your videos, they mean so much to a lot of us. And they mean a lot to me because they do help me out a lot. Thank you, brother. I received that. It was a true honor. You did a fantastic job. 
All Keep right, it up. Guys. Well, um, like I said, this has been Inside the Northside Podcast. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Instagram at Inside the Northside Podcast. You can find me, like I said, on YouTube. Uh, leave a review on Apple Podcast. Follow me. Do whatever you can. Get yourself into this podcast. So as I always close out, God bless. Peace. And I'll see you guys at another time. Bam.